0: <laughs> uh, I feel better now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fun with Flame. I just have one quick question: um, Why the fuck can't modern movies do westerns right? Like, what, what, what the hell is wrong with everybody? I get that westerns had their time in the day. Um, they were, they were the biggest thing back in what the seventies, sixties. Um, one of those times, whatever, but they were everywhere. They were huge. It became a term for when you just say spaghetti Western, because even that was something because (laughs) it was its own little genre within that genre. This shit mattered. Um, it was a big deal, but now whenever it comes to people actually trying to do a Western, everyone kind of fumbles about. And then essentially they do what is typically, like to, to put it in perspective, it's literally the same problem that uh, Marvel is having with their superhero movies, where the shit becomes formulaic and all they're doing is basically clichéing their own shit. They're not even doing other movies, they're doing their own shit. So it becomes incredibly idiotic when you look at anything that's modern Western, um, when they try to recreate The Magnificent Seven. Um, with Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, and I can't remember who else was in that movie. And the thing is, is that what people don't know is that the Magnificent... That, that movie was a remake of a, a, another movie called The Magnificent Seven, which was a copy of the Seven Samurai movie, which was a, a, an Akira Kurosawa film um, that, they, that I think was also a remake of another Seven Samurai movie. <laughs> Something like that. So... That in itself was, like, at that time, um, a lot of Westerns were basically copies of, like, some of the old Japanese samurai films. Like, a fucking lot of them. Uh, Fistful of Dollars basically has the same story as another um, Japanese film. It actually was... It actually had legal problems because of that. Um, But not good, bad, and ugly. That mm, masterpiece. But it still shows that, essentially, there is a huge fucking problem whenever it comes to people... Doing Westerns. Um, even back in the day when they did Westerns, there's only so many of them that are actually worth watching. A lot of them, and I mean a fuck ton a lot of them. Same thing with superhero movies of today, but a lot of westerns are basically the same shit over and over and over again, and it's just boring. Like it gets so boring. I do not like John Wayne movies. Like, I, I don't like John Wayne Western movies. I've seen enough of them, but I don't like any of them. My go-to person was always Clint Eastwood. His movies basically like his his gruff and rough and toughness it it just struck a chord more with me than with john wayne's stuff but neither of the neither of them guys actually are the stars of my favorite western my favorite western is um a movie called my name was nobody um my name is nobody has um fucking uh i'm about to say jane fonda not jane fonda henry fonda in it uh i love that movie i've watched that movie countless times i i've loved um my name is nobody. But I still understand and respect that the best Western, as far as I'm concerned, is the good, the bad, and the ugly. That shit is just, it hits all, it's just perfect in terms of a Western. Um, So realistically, whenever I see a modernized Western, to me, it's like the gold standard is anything that's in the realm of the good, bad, and ugly, which is still by today's standards perceived as a major fucking motion picture. And If you're going to do a Western, what you're going to want to do is actually change up the game. That's one of the reasons why most modernized Westerns or things that came out around the 80s or the 90s that typically dealt with Westerns tried to be more comedy than they did anything else. And those that essentially were being real serious were realistically remakes, like they remade True Grit, they remade... um, the fucking magnificent seven like a lot of those movies were just remakes of the old western movies and they didn't hit anyone the same because yeah their time and their time of day came already it came and went they the actors and everyone who did it got their acclaim for it really trying to modernize it just doesn't really hit the same core with the fresh new audience because no one really cares about westerns like that the setting and the timeline and everything really had its time of day which accounted for a lot in accordance to people actually wanting to go see said movies. So having a modernized Western movie that's set where you have a major, where basically your entire cast is damn near black people sounds cool on paper, but realistically, I don't want this shit to be copying other shit. Otherwise it's just going to fall into the wayside of just being "Eh, whatever. And that's exactly what this movie did. Um, The Heart of They Fall was boring. To me, Um, the movie had its interesting parts as well as like really good dialogue, but it was very far and too few in between where everything else just kind of melds together of just being the the boringest cliche shit I've ever seen. Then involved in a Western gang takes over a town and they kind of hold the town hostage or whatever. And then even even the moments that were very cliche and taken from so many other Westerns and whatnot, they never dove into to make it actually expansive none of the characters were really fleshed out you kind of got a a blank perspective on every fucking thing which was just really annoying but e- even that it was like just a baseline outline of anything Whereas, like you have all of these amazing actors in this movie but none of them are allowed to act and that is retarded i i do not understand why they would do something like that especially with the aesthetics of a western which generally had the which generally were made incredibly popular, not just simply by gun battles and shit like that, but literally by the characters themselves. There were so many Westerns out there that, yeah, if I wanted to see a gunfight, yeah, I can watch any of them and it'll have a gunfight. But the story and the characters themselves have to basically seep out from the seed of shit <laughs> that is compiled in nothing but Westerns to have this grandstand of time kind of movies. Um fucking uh, uh uh what is it butch cassie and the sundance kid how that essentially again going into the realm of being far more a little bit modern um in in retrospect but um realistically that having a comedic standpoint on the character um on the idea of westerns but at the same time the drama and the characterizations were there the the, the beauty behind the friendship behind um butch cassie and sundance was amazing and then it just got fleshed out as you seen the movie progress and realistically has that as that kept going you just kept knowing more and more about them and just getting more in tune with their relationships up until their final up until the very end of the movie where no matter what you were still rooting for them even though they were bad guys which generally isn't who the main characters of westerns are depicted as they they might be outlaws or whatnot but they're always considered to be good guys while with Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, and it was like you were just given the idea that they were outlaws. You know, they 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 were good guys, but yeah, they were outlaws. And rather than it being to where they were righting wrongs or anything like that, and it's like no, they were basically the victims of their own demise. <laughs> it was like or their and their own vices. Like they couldn't stop being who they were because that's who they were. And fantastic story. And even if it had a comedic standpoint, fantastic story. And you have something like The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly where literally all three characters were terrible characters, but good, who Clint Eastwood was, was just good in retrospect to the other two. Not good in the sense of that he was the good guy. It's just you compare this character to the other two, he is good. (laughs) Still kills, still doesn't mind stealing, still doesn't mind ripping people off and doing a whole bunch of devious shit. But in comparison to the other two main characters, he was good. But you got to learn that. And then The Good, Bad, and the Ugly is a movie that is long. So it was able to flesh out all of this shit. Uh, you got to know more stuff about Tuco. Got to learn Angel Eyes being a goddamn uh, lieutenant in the fucking Union. Which was even more impressive. Because uh, that was just like a light, nice turning point. As usually, Confederate Army characters are considered the bad guys in Westerns. And then by actually having, it, having Angel Eyes, who is straight off the bat being like you're told is the bad in the movie is actually a part of the union. And then he's actually abusing and beating up Confederate soldiers. It kind of puts your stomach in like, it it takes you on a ride on like on a nice little manipulation on feelings. Like even when they showcase the Confederate soldiers, they're all sad. They're crying. They understand what's going on to them as they're being beaten and essentially having war crimes committed against them. Um, in the wake of being captured by these union soldiers who, for all intents and purposes, are always considered the good guys. It's good, <laughs> it was phenomenal and genius. And then in the Heart of They Fall, you basically try to force that same continuity, I guess, within like the first like well, within the beginning of the series. Um, well, well, but then the, the beginning of the movie by having um, Idris Elba get taken out and he was held captive by Union soldiers and and I was like, eh, and then essentially, like, what they tried to do, I was like, this isn't, no, it's similar, but it ain't hidden the same and this is kind of ridiculous. Uh, it, it just, it was bad because looking at it, I just seen all the elements that came from and like have, have stemmed from different westerns and whatnot, but Nothing that they did was essentially creative, interesting, or even worth the attention behind it, other than the fact that you just had a bunch of Black people in it, and that was just awful. God, that was awful. So, again, I was even more insulted by the fact that you had a a fantastic cast of motherfuckers who can act. So, sitting there and having wonderful dialogue being given um, between everyone, which was reminiscent of uh, Django, which... You know, that's Quentin Tarantino's bread and butter is people talking. So it kind of felt like similar to that. And honestly, I really liked when it was getting into that because it gave, it gave the character so much depth and character. But then it was abruptly stopped for it to do classic Western bullshit, which realistically the movie itself didn't need to do. It kind of had its own soul going it had it was hatching this monster that could have been a really good fucking western that in the in the cusp of other westerns would have been its own thing and the music that they introduced into it the different um the different aesthetics and the colors that they had going on with it as well as the different characters that they had um dealing with um dealing with it because of their personalities and characteristics, which stemmed from the fact that, you know, Black people would essentially talk like this, made it interesting, but it did not do anything. It was always cut short before it went anywhere. The main character is dull as shit with no type of personality whatsoever. He's a blank, he's a, he's a stale wooden board that you're just kind of meant to follow, but realistically you have no reason to care about anything that he has going on. You're just being told, yeah, he's really emotional about this shit and you just keep getting told over and over and over again why he's so emotional. He fell in love with a girl but he just couldn't get over his revenge to just settle down with her. But the girl still is going to be with him so that's how much he really wants his revenge because it really doesn't matter. Even now he thinks he's over his revenge but just now the reason why he was over his revenge is, is taken away so now he's still not over it, it, it just was so dumb I could not stomach what the hell was going on hill one of the more interesting characters in the series um was the the guy that was the sharpshooter as well as the guy that was the quick draw the guy that was the quick draw was um he was uh billy on the power rangers movie um yeah i don't know if y'all remember uh, the live action power rangers movie with uh when, um that they did not too long ago uh the black um, blue ranger yeah like he was um like a a quick draw And he wanted to prove himself because everyone kept comparing him to another guy that was considered a quick draw. And his dialogue and his personality was so good and so authentic. And I loved it so much that I generally was happy when he started talking because I was like, finally, this movie is, is being a movie. (laughs) And I was like, it's not being this copy and paste bullshit of a Western that that just honestly has no identity to itself because it's just stealing from so many other different fucking things. That's just uninventive, completely uninventive. So when it got for him talking, even with his accent, or when he got caught up in feelings to where he would just blurt out words or he was just in the moment and things like that and i was like see this if the movie was like this all the way through it would be fantastic because it's it's not copying django and how they talked or anything like that but essentially it is giving the characters their own sense of self by having them speak like that having them go motherfucker i'm did this and it was like yo you saw me do it. like all of that shit was fantastic and i was like this is how you separate a western from being this copycat of boring and actually having its own fucking soul of what these people would talk and sound like during this time if they were in this area era doing the things that they're supposedly doing within this movie that's what i should be sold on i should not be sitting here thinking going oh yeah like this is um yeah i've seen this all before i've seen this all before and i've seen it done better and then what's even more sickening is that this is a common reoccurrence within modernized Westerns where they do this same shit. There was, there was a movie not too long ago where you had, a, what, yeah, Seven Samurai is a movie based on a, um, a group of gang or whatever taking over a town and then people coming in and having to liberate that town. Um, revenge stories are everywhere in fucking um, Western movies because, again, they're copied from samurai movies and all of those movies deal with that where it's just a revenge story. And what made me even more upset was that the revenge story itself was very lackluster. And I actually found and liked a better revenge story in a comedy western starring fucking Simbad. and It's called Cherokee Kid, where even the, the concept of the main character running away was far more realistic. And it made so much more sense. So, yeah, <laughs> I just did not like this at all. Also, I recommend watching Cherokee Kid. It, it's funny. It's really funny. Sinbad is hilarious. But that actually was a really good. Um, that actually was a really good western movie, um, with a with a phenomenal twist. Other rather than this movie, which twist was just uh, incredibly abysmal. Um, now, I honestly, I'm not gonna give away uh, the twist or anything like that because the movie itself kind of it kind of needs it in order for it to function. But without like. Literally, it's one of those things where it's like once you find out the twist, much like some M. Night Shyamalan movies, like once you see the twist, the movie itself becomes retarded. So then there's no point in you even watching the movie once you find out the twist because it kind of kills everything that you would get immersed into because of said twist. Now, Now, realistically, with Idris Elba's character being the bad guy and whatnot, if I was to speak on something, if this might give you any hints as to what the ending is, I'm sorry, but um, if you don't want to know anything, you know, stop now, but I'm not going to try and spoil anything. But realistically, if I was Idris Elba's character, it seems like the concept of what he was dealing with and how they wanted to twist everything with a sense of revenge, it would have made far more sense if that was a far more... um, If that was a bigger ordeal within his character, if you had him speaking on it more or having him do things that essentially deviated towards that far more, I'm doing this because I know he's going to come after me. I'm doing this because it'll make him do that, which is what I want him to do. Okay. You had him just doing things for the sake of his revenge plan, and then it just turning out to where other people are following him. He has his own gang doing blah, blah, blah and they think that he's thinking one way but realistically oh no his plans are something completely and totally different that probably would have been far more inventive it would have been something to where it was like it would egg on more as to what the hell Idris Elba's character is doing and what is he has going on other than that they just had him as the particular um simple bad guy where it was like yeah i'm just here and i need money and so i'm the bad guy i just shoot people and i beat people and that's generally it but there's nothing to his character that made him stick out or anything like that nothing about him was interesting or by all means uh inventive to where it was like yeah like this this nigga was a threat you just had every other character within the entire movie just solidify the fact that he was supposed to be a bad guy constantly having people refer to him as the devil or going like you gonna betray the devil or when you shoot the devil in the back or like you meet the devil then and then like there's only one character who basically had the same sentiment that everyone else in this entire series should. And it's like he's just a man. Like what the fuck y'all keep saying that like what does what is y'all what does that give you? <laughs> it was like you keep constantly thinking or saying that he's the devil or mentioning that. And then the movie has him do nothing. That would insinuate that, other than he holds a town hostage, and then he's just trying to get money. whoop That is nothing in, in any concept of just devilish behavior. Jesus Christ. And it's like, what? who wrote this? Why did they write it with such a lackluster concept? Now, it went so far as to even introduce a fucking love story, which was really stupid and dumb, and even of uh, the plot points that went with that were incredibly stupid and dumb because none of it made sense. And it was one of those things where was like, when you have characters explain why this is stupid and then characters go around and do it anyway, it doesn't change the fact that this is stupid. Hell, considering that um, you had... You had the love of the main dude going to town because she's buying up a bar and then she's like, well, you know who I run with and you know that I'm buying stuff, so this is way I'm getting information. I can bring it back to you and we need someone to get there and find out some information. And so generally, she gets caught and then she finds out, so she gets caught, so she's able to tell them nothing and then they go into the town anyway in order to try and get her. So nothing was resolved and nothing happened, but realistically, her main plan was that she needs to go into town in order to find out whatever they're doing, so that that way, when they go into town to try and uh, kill Aegis Elba's character, who is the devil himself, um, they'll have some type of plan. But then they go into the situation with no plan in order to save her dumbass, which makes everything completely retarded. Not only that, but they had a character with them that no one knew about. Like, no one knew about this character at all. And it was a woman who dressed up like a man. And so realistically, having her slip into the town, just saying she's passing through, doing something, giving some money and then leaving would have probably made far more fucking sense than a character that's incredibly known It was associated with a gang that is associated with a person who Aegis Elba knows for a fact is trying to kill him. Do you see how retarded that is? <laughs> Where it's like, I, I'm just looking at the movie and immediately when the girl was like, telling the main character, I should go into town. I was like, why not use the other chick? She's she's wholeheartedly loyal to you, motherfuckers. Um, un, like, un, undeniably so, uh, loyal to all of you. There's no reason for her to betray you. There's no reason for her to get caught. Nor do you have to worry about her being in danger or anything like that, because you know she can handle her own. So, if all you need is someone to go into town, scope out this area, and then fucking leave, why not use her? There there was never given an opportunity or or opposition as to explain why it shouldn't be her. It's just that the main girl wanted to go. The love interest of the main character. And I was like, and I bet you she's going to get caught. And I bet you they're going to have to deviate and use her as a bargaining chip for whatever. Who cares? (laughs) It's like, who cares? So it was just really, really abysmal. Um, And I did not care for it at all. Now, like I said, um, now I was speaking on the music. The music was actually, the music I have, I'm 50-50 on. See, some of the music I actually really enjoyed and some of the music I actually really didn't. I've always been at odds in terms of them trying to um, have certain music dealing with Black folks within Westerns and whatnot because Westerns typically always um, gravitate towards their... um, you know, the buckwheat playing bluegrass type bullshit. And you get tired of hearing that over and over again. But essentially them going to the realm of having um, reggae music being played in certain areas fit um, thematically perfectly. And I thought that was great. Now when they had either soul or um, when they had like soft soul or soft um, uh, blues and shit like that playing, it just did not fit in the movie at all. They're now crazy enough. Upbeat. Jazz and soul music was was again perfect, and I thought that that was a weird contrast. And I was like, "You're when you're playing the soft shit, it just does not fit with the aesthetic of what you got going on." For some reason, the reggae music does, even if it's slow or soft or whatever. It was fantastic, but with the slow soul music, I was like, "Yeah, no, nah, this is it's like it wanted to be a black exploitation movie, but it didn't. It didn't have no city to be in, <laughs> and that was weird." But the upbeat. Um, music with the with the fast with the faster pace and things like that actually made the movie go along a hell of a lot better and it just fits so much it just fits so well with some of the either the action scenes or just the long standpoint scenes because it just it blended in with the characters and the aesthetics of everything so well so I like I said music with me was 50 50 it was really 50 50 but i I do appreciate the fact that someone was able to actually, do something with the music um, considering everything that was going on. You didn't even get that from the, uh, from fucking Django, which kind of, I mean, in this movie itself also had points, um, parts where they just kind of stuck in certain rap music and things like that, but they just kind of played it slow and whatnot. And it was like, yeah, no, that doesn't fit. And even in Django, they kind of did some, they kind of did moments like that or certain things like that went with the music. And it was like, yeah, no, it's just kind of, but with this one, like, it did, have some positive aspects of their music in certain points. So, but it was just interesting to see because it was like, hey, it fits with Black people. So, that's that was cool. Now, the, the last thing I want to touch on with this movie would be, like, the um, cinematography and camera. Um, it tried way too hard. Um, there are only a few moments and few shots that happen within this movie that are actually... Um, good they're actually really good and stand up stand out on their own to be separate from like different uh western movies but then you have a lot of the unnecessary um exorbitantly long shots in the movie that are just stupid uh, you have literally um a breakdown of the cast that kind of also shows you exactly who's a part of what group which was unnecessary as it could have been something that would have been like a um a nice little uh scroll across as the characters were doing things that were introducing themselves or making them fundamentally different um, throughout their initial inception within the series, which the movie itself, that's a series, which the movie um, itself actually did. Because it had pauses and small little moments when the characters kind of came out one by one by one in an introductory kind of manner. And it was like, why wouldn't the movie just use this as the jumping point to give you or tell you who this character is and what they're associated with? That would make far more sense. But instead, you waste time by doing that separately and then showcasing them later. Hell, they even had a part where after they got Idris elbow off a train, it just shows everyone standing next to each other on horses, staring off into nothingness as the camera then goes from person to person to person. And I was just sitting there going, what the fuck is this for? What? Why are you doing this? And it was just a long, unnecessary, um, excruciating shot. That I just just made me think. I was like, Is this trying to copy from like the director of like from the 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 uh, Man with No Name trilogy, where essentially he was known for like these crazy ass close ups on his faces with long, um, with long exa- exaggerated um shots over like uh, the planes and stuff like that as horses are riding away. It's kind of like one of the jokes in um, Blazing Saddles as to why you see the horses gallop away and then they get into a Cadillac. Hilarious movie. Also recommend watching that. But it just, I was like, this just seemed pretentious. And I was like, it seemed like someone was looking at this movie and they didn't know how to fucking edit because that's, that's all it was. And I was like, cause you were doing shit that was unnecessary. And there are plenty of shots that go like that, but yeah, no, nah. now I also spoke out about the, the fucking um, twist at the end of the movie, but um, don't, don't get it twisted. Don't get the twist twisted. The story is terrible um the story that they have is a very bland and very boring revenge story like i said it's just that the movie doesn't work um if you know what the twist is if you were to actually watch it but the story but like don't sit here and think that i'm like oh yeah the story is a thing and like the twist is kind of what holds the, is the glue to hold it all together no the story is boring the story is boring it's dumb and it's very cliche and very predictable hell there's multiple moments where characters talk and they do stuff where i'm just like I mean Im- I immediately know where the hell this is going to go because this is foreshadowing within the dialogue because the person who did this wasn't creative enough to think of anything else to do. Fuck. <laughs> and it's just and it's like, "Oh my god, this is so stupid." And multiple times in multiple moments characters get killed, captured, or beat the fuck up and I just do not care. I'm just waiting for the movie to be over with because again, the story itself fails to actually give me anything with these characters to care about i don't care that this person is getting beat up because you're in a stupid situation in the first place the movie itself is a jump it like it, the movie itself jumps off with the concept of this this person likes this person this person knows this person this person care about this person blah, blah 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 and so you have to go with that but the thing is is that yeah they might feel that way in the movie but i don't feel that way none of the characters do anything that makes you like them None of the characters do anything that make you care when they get killed or anything like that. It's just they have a lot of um, reactionary moments. So sitting there, so you can sit there and be like, oh, that was surprising. I didn't see that coming. But if you did see it coming, it gets all the more outrageous. But even if you were to get surprised with it, yeah, it'll just come and go. It'll be like, a, oh, no, okay. Well, that happened. Like, oh, man, that was, oh, I'm so startled. <laughs> but that was it. And, and it's and it like, eh, uh, just... Wasn't anything, so it was really, really bad. Just really, really bad. And as far as westerns go, should not have. It just I I would rather it not have been done. I feel as if the movie itself would have just got a hell of a lot more if it had more original dialogue going on with the characters, without such a boring ass, boring and cliched ass story than the one that it did. And instead, did its own thing where it. allowed itself to try new different things and not be afraid to basically step out of the realm of what westerns are generally used to hell by having your main cast be a bunch of black people it seemed like you was already in the right set you was in the right motion to go that way but other than that you were just kind of nipping at your heels at the end of it it wasn't anything any like it wasn't any good it wasn't something that basically i would care to see again and considering the fact that it kind of Tried to leave on us on like the, the worst note of, um, you know, a possible sequel or whatever. I, it just made me uninterested in it whatsoever because realistically the movie itself couldn't even work because most of your, um, most of your interesting or, talkative characters were fucking dead by the end of the movie. Other than that, you just kinda have a blame a bland cast of people who essentially gave nothing in the realm of acting. They're good actors, mind you, but they gave nothing. So uh nah. (laughs) Just just nah. So with that I'm gonna end it there. Um The Heart of They Fall is a movie. Came on Netflix, but I don't recommend watching it. It's not something that I would buy. It's not something that I would get. Um, and I just did not like it at all. And as far as westerns go, this isn't anything that even should be fucking remembered for. Ooh, Shane—that's another movie that bad guys took over a town or whatever. But yeah, it's not anything. I know that's not a major plot point of Harder of They Fall, but the fact that they did it was enough to make me go, "Ugh, whatever." But it was just abysmal. Hell, there was even a moment where it was like. You betrayed me. I know you, the one who betrayed me. And I was like, oh, we're going to have a Judas moment within the movie? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't mean to make the pun, but yeah. And it was like, oh, Judas moment. I knew you, the one who betrayed me. And I was like, so? And it was like, you're not going to do anything with this. Like, this character's barely shown up within the entire fucking movie. Jesus. "Ah, like, oh. <laughs> didn't do anything. And it's a golden rule to live by when it comes to watching um, a Western which I um, always judge it accordingly when I'm looking at different Westerns and whatnot because of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And it's not that I just compare it to The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, but it's literally a line from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly that I always um, hold Westerns in, uh, in accordance to because it makes so much goddamn sense for people within this era to actually live by this rule, which is a, it's a moment in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly when Tuco is taking a bath, and then the guy comes in and he says, I, he's like, I got you. And now that I got you, and he said, you know, um, because of you, I lost my arm. He said, I had to learn how to use with my other hand. Just, and I've been tracking you down so I can get revenge. And then Tuko starts shooting the guy. And then he starts shooting the guy and then the dude dies. And then Tuko stands up out of the bath and looks over at the guy. And then he says, if you're going to shoot, shoot, don't talk. And then he shoots him again. <laughs> and, and, and ever since I've seen that moment, it changed my perspective on, on Westerns by a large fucking margin, because then it makes the concept of this unnecessary chatter that happens all the time in Westerns un- even more unnecessary, because these characters have no reason to get the said closure that they're dealing with within the time and the era that they're in. The the witty banter and the shit like that, and the back and forths that go with certain people that they have in the aesthetics of what a Western is isn't really vindictive of the Westerns that are actually held in higher regard than regular ones. Um, so, realistically, when you have those moments like that, and it's like, yeah, you might think this is clever or funny or whatnot, but it it isn't. It, it really isn't. And if anything, it's just far more unbelievable considering the circumstances than anything else. And this movie just has this in droves, and it just is unnecessary. So, I'm going to leave it with that. Yeah. Uh so this has been another episode of Fun With Flame. I've been your host, Daniel the Flame. There's always good people. Hope you have fun.